0: Hey, so Halloween's coming up.
1: Ooh, I love Halloween.
0: Yeah, me too. It's my favorite holiday.
1: My favorite thing about Halloween is a William Shatner mask turned inside out and painted white. What's yours?
0: Um, That was particular. Um, My favorite thing about Halloween is carving jack-o'-lanterns. Huh. Yeah.
1: That's weird. Another thing okay. that I love about Halloween is a child psychologist standing by a hedge talking about how evil his patient is. What? Yeah. Uh,
0: I've never experienced that.
1: Oh, and another favorite thing about Halloween is when all the adults in the neighborhood have disappeared to a swingers party and all the kids are on their own.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Halloween.
0: I don't, I'm talking about the holiday Halloween like, I don't... Under- These are very particular. They're not about anything... S- like, they're too specific.
1: Well, I was talking about the movie Halloween.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it.
1: You haven't seen it? You haven't seen it. No way. You're out of order!
0: Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Fasten your seatbelts.
1: You're carrying me apart! Houston, we have a problem. What we've got here is failure. God damn you all to hell! What's up Cinnabons? Welcome to Spooky Duke-tober on You You Haven't haven't Seen seen it? It? This is the month where I make my wife watch spooky movies that she never cared to see. I'm your host, Joey.
0: And I'm the girl who's running through the movies, dropping the knife next to all of the serial killers, his wife, Erin.
1: <laughs> You're dropping a knife next to serial killers?
0: Yeah. I don't know if you noticed in the movie, but she, every time she dropped the knife, it was right next to Mike Myers.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> and I was like, why are you <laughs> dropping it next to him? Let him like look for it.
1: Yeah, that's one of the biggest like criticisms of horror movies is like, why did you do the dumbest thing? <laughs> yeah,
0: and then also at the end when they go downstairs, when they're downstairs again, the knife that he first had is still by the couch. So he must have gone into the kitchen to get it again. Ah, ah.
1: I mean, oh, I horror remember. movie logic
0: doesn't make sense, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was also an extremely low budget movie. Uh there are some discrepancies to get into with this movie. Oh, sure. definitely. Um but it uh well by the way we're we're covering Halloween 1978, uh one of the most influential horror movies uh of the last few decades, I would say.
0: And it was also the uh Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie.
1: Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie. Like there's a there's a ton of lore around this movie. Like there there's not um this movie's very short.
0: Mm-hmm. Not a whole I lot. liked that it was
1: short. Me too. Uh, you, I would think horror movies should be short. Yeah. Uh, no more than a hundred minutes, please, on a horror movie. Um, with a few exceptions like The Omen or The Exorcist or something like that. But this movie was very influential. Um, but it was also influenced heavily by you know Psycho. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie, and she is the daughter of janet lee who was uh in psycho
0: oh really
1: yeah that's cool yeah she was the woman who gets murdered in the beginning shower yeah she's the one who gets Mm -hmm. murdered in the shower uh her dad was um tony curtis who's a famous you know who turned nope no i can't really (laughs) explain see i don't know what he's been in um in psycho was influenced by ed gein yeah which also spawned um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Silence of the Lamb.
0: So Ed Gein is
1: the um, he well he wasn't really a serial killer because he only killed two people I think, hmm. but he he was also a grave robber and he made um, like lamps and stuff out of oh my uh, god dead bodies, yeah real macabre stuff. But it was back in the fifties. And it was so crazy that it inspired all these movies to be made. Hmm. So Halloween was partially inspired by Ed Gein. There should be a game. Remember, um, six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon.
0: Um, it's just six degrees. Six de- of separation.
1: Yeah, whatever. So you can like you can connect anybody to. Kevin Bacon, oh, by like, in six steps, like Kevin Bacon was in this movie with this person who was in this movie with that person, okay? Right, but I I bet there's a way you could play like an Ed Gein, like six degrees of separation from Ed Gein because so much stuff was, was inspired
0: by it, yeah. yeah.
1: Hmm. So, this movie, uh, sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent, but I'm tired of been at work all day. Uh so this movie was partially inspired by that because John Carpenter who wrote and directed the movie um was inspired by Psycho which was influenced by Ed Gein. Okay. Right.
0: Yes. So That makes sense. Uh
1: what What is your background with Halloween, the um, the the holiday and the movies? Have you ever seen any of the Halloween movies? I have not
0: seen any of the Halloween movies. I've known of them because I mean, you can't go anywhere without not without not knowing Michael Myers. Right. Um he's such an he's such a big like he's in a, one of the original horror movies. Like if you think about the top like 10 horror movies, not even 10, maybe 5, his name is on that top 3 even list. Right. Cuz you think of uh, what I think of is all of the masked serial killers, uh, serial killer movies like, like horror the psycho movies. slashers. Yeah, so I always think of Jason, Mike Myers, and um, Ghostface. Those are my like the top three that pop oh, in my that head that
1: are in your head
0: that are in my head. I mean, but, uh, there's definitely more.
1: Yeah, Ghostface is kind of a a new addition to it, but yeah, but you I think have he's... Freddy Krueger.
0: Yeah, Freddy Krueger.
1: Yeah. It, like for me, the big four is Jason, Freddy, Michael, and Leatherface.
0: Leatherface, yeah. yeah.
1: And then, uh, go Ghostface is a later addition, but yeah. One and I'm
0: still. I'm ai am a little bit younger than Joey, so yeah. I I remember watching Ghostface, and I feel like Ghostface has become more of like a more a lot of people like him,
1: like the character. Right. I don't, I only saw the first scream. That was it. I haven't seen any of those.
0: I, I've seen the first scream. I think I've seen the second one too.
1: Oh. I might have seen the second one, but I kind of don't think I did. Mm. Um, but what about the holiday Halloween?
0: So the holiday Halloween, uh, I've always loved Halloween. That's always been my favorite time of the year. I think it's when I was younger, I loved Halloween so much because we got to dress up and be other people. And that should have been, like, my big sign. Like, Aaron, you love theater.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but I've always loved dressing up, even when I, whenever I'm at school and we have any, like, holiday things or um, anytime people are like, hey, we're going to dress up. I'm like, I'm all in. I love dressing up.
1: Yeah, you do. I can attest to that. You dress <laughs> up all any chance you can get.
0: And then also, I, I like, when my daughter has stuff at school, I'm like, we got to do it. Even if it's like, <laughs> can you wear a blue shirt? I'm like, you got to wear the blue shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Joliet loves to dress up too, but that's not weird for an eight-year-old.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've always loved to dress up. I've always loved to play other characters and be other people. Um, And so my whole life, my mom, a lot of times my mom would make my costumes. Um, My favorite costume ever. You want to hear it?
1: Oh, I would love to hear this. My
0: favorite costume ever was a – oh, shoot. What were those little sky – sky dancers –
1: Sky dancers, they like fly up in the air? Yeah, they fly up in
0: the air. They had another name though, I think. Oh, I don't know. But they, maybe it was just called sky dancers, but they were like the little girls that were like, they had wings and then you would push a button and they would fly up in the air and like spin around. Yeah. I would, I dressed up as one of those one time (laughs) and I got to get my mom to send like to post pictures of me dressed up in that. We went to like a Christmas or a a church Halloween thing. Uh Uh-huh. And we bobbed for apples. That was the most memorable Halloween I can remember. Wow. It was, and I was very young. I was like, I was younger than Joliet. I think I was like four or five.
1: Wow. And you remember that. I
0: remember it so vividly. (laughs) So I've always loved Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Like, I don't care if you give me no presents. I like, I want to be able to dress up and eat candy and just hang out with my family and do stuff on halloween that's my favorite thing
1: yeah i also love halloween i would for a long time i was like one of those um halloween all year around type guys Mm. obviously you know the way i dress yeah um but yeah it's just i I love it's it's a nice time of year especially where we live in, in southern texas it's it's starting to cool off
0: yes finally
1: and it's starting to feel good outside And um, it's getting darker earlier. It's just a spooky time of year. What
0: better way to celebrate (laughs) than to dress up and go run around to people's houses?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you um, living in the city, I lived in this big neighborhood and uh, you could go trick or treating. And there was a mall down the street during that time in the 80s when everybody was afraid of Mm -hmm. poison candy and razor blades, even more so than now. My parents would take us to Sharpstown Mall. Mm-hmm. And they would have candies The people who worked in the stores would hand out candy. And it was great because the stores were so close together, you could get a ton of candy. Yeah. And if you're like four or five, you can't really walk that far. So <laughs> we would get tons of candy. And we never bought um costumes from the store. We would just like go through our parents' closets. Aww. <laughs> and like uh my dad um used to wear suits to the office in the 80s. So, like, I would get his, like, an old vest and a hat and be like, I'm a (laughs) businessman.
0: That's so cute.
1: Yeah. And then um, another year that I vividly remember was I was taking karate or I was done. I know I must have been done taking karate. And uh, I had the white gi, you know, Mm. the karate gi. And my mom bought um, clothing dye. (gasps) And we dyed them in the washing machine black. And then I figured out how to put... Tie a shirt around my face so it looked like a ninja mask.
0: Oh, I love that!
1: Yeah, and uh, we went to we went to the mall for that Halloween too, and I was just running around like I'm a ninja. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that I love so much about Halloween is seeing all the kids dressing up. It's yeah. such a it's such a fun time, and I know that there's a lot of people that don't like Halloween or like the religion doesn't allow them to do anything for halloween and i always thought that was so sad
1: yeah it really is because
0: it's it's my favorite time of the year
1: yeah though for um i mean if they live in a place where nobody celebrates it it's one thing but when yeah. you are the kid who gets to watch all the other kids have that fun mm-hmm. it's pretty devastating
0: yeah but i always felt so si- sorry for them
1: yeah me too yeah i'm saying like yeah like yeah
0: i know what you mean um but then uh, something that you brought up is like being able to go around Sharpstown mall i grew up in a really small town and there's not a lot of houses that are close together so we would go to main street and there would be like that is where most of the houses are there's like two or three blocks of just houses. And so everyone would go by the market basket. Uh, they would go up and go to, we would go through those streets. Um, and we would probably make it down two or three streets, but we would have tons of candy because everyone on those, everyone at those houses, even if they had kids, like one of the parents would take them to go trick or treating, but the other parent or someone else would stay at the house and give out, um, treats cuz there was always there were always people at their houses right giving out candy cuz there weren't a lot of people um and then eventually like when i got when i got a little bit older um they stopped doing it and they started doing trunk or treat and everyone would line up their trunks in the park and we would do we would go to the They trun- would line up I their butts their the butts of their vehicle oh okay yeah did i say butts
1: no you said trunk Oh. I was thinking like junk on the trunk. Oh yeah. Sorry, Patrick. The
0: butts of their their trunk. they <laughs> yeah. Um but they would ha- they would have candy in their trunk. Right. Um, so I I hated that. <laughs> I wanted to walk to the houses and, Yeah,
1: that's way more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks when you live in an area. Now um I live in the same neighborhood I grew up in and uh it's not the same anymore. Like barely yeah. anybody hands out candy these days. Yeah. It it kind of sucks. You have to go to um, a nearby upper-class neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But it's still, uh, you know, our daughter still has a great time during Halloween. Yeah. And then, of course, as you get older, you kind of grow out of the trick-or-treat phase, but you want to hang out with your friends, mm-hmm. and you want you go to Blockbuster, and you rent a bunch of old, scary movies. Yeah. Like, I remember doing that. Did you ever do that? Oh, yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, well, when I got... <laughs> god i've trick-or-treated for a long time actually um because i had younger siblings so i right. always used it as an excuse to go trick-or-treating mm-hmm. um but sometimes whenever we got a little when me and my older brothers got a little bit older there was like a couple times where we would go to pasadena um and we would go trick-or-treating pasadena with, texas yeah we would go trick-or-treating <laughs> with my cousin uh, because they lived in Pasadena and they lived in a, like a nice neighborhood.
1: Yeah. They lived in a big neighborhood.
0: And, um, there was, there's a lot of houses over there doing trick or treating. So, um, that was always fun. I, that's something else I always loved is going trick or treating in Pasadena.
1: Wow. So, um, but what I was going to ask you is when you got older and you were, uh, would you get together at your friend's house and watch horror movies well
0: no it it, i was more on the party side of halloween so like hey guys we're gonna have this crazy party on halloween i was always (laughs) into those um i i was looking at something see
1: you see what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to um move the conversation into into the the theme of what our podcast is about yes which is movies (laughs) Yeah. Is there any sort of movie watching you did on Halloween? I'm
0: saying I would go to swinger parties. Oh. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Ah. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, I didn't really watch movies with my friends for Halloween. Um, We would party.
1: Okay, well, wh- you like Hocus Pocus, right?
0: I do. I love Halloween
1: movies. What's, what's your Halloween movie thing is what I'm trying what's to get to? What's
0: my favorite Halloween movie?
1: Like, Or not, no, just what What was your Halloween movie thing? Like, did you watch a movie all around Halloween? No. No? Oh, my I God. I mean, um,
0: we would, so, I mean, when I was, when I, no, no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, instead of doing movies, we, w- we would go out and get drunk. Okay. There's not much to do where I'm from.
1: Yeah, but you can the, uh, watching a movie is a thing to do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but getting drunk is e- easy okay. to get through the d- depression. <laughs> All
1: right, so you didn't watch scary movies on Halloween. You watched Hocus Pocus and you got drunk. Not at the same time, though. Yeah. Okay.
0: I also I also like Halloween Town. That was a what's Disney Halloween movie. Town. It was a Disney movie.
1: Oh, huh. never heard of it.
0: Um, it's a kid's movie, yeah. <laughs> but it was scary kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For me. Was- Re-
1: you remember um Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when that came out and I watched it and it was so lame. It was like, well, I'm, I'm already like staying up late and watching horror movies on USA up all night. It was like, yeah. so that Nickelodeon crap was not scary, even though I was the yeah. right <laughs> age well also my brain was broken from such a young age.
0: <laughs> well other the other thing is i even like i was scared of like horror movies for a really long time i didn't really get into horror movies until i was an adult right um so like even when i was a teenager my when I, when people would watch scary movies i was terrified Right, I remember being like a preteen going to my cousin's house, and we were watching The Exorcist on the Fourth of July, and I had nightmares for months,
1: like, probably a whole entire year, yeah, yeah, the well, you grew up Catholic, yes, and that's that's a very scary movie for Catholic people I yeah, think.
0: I mean any kind of scary movie there were other ones there was one about a tooth fairy,
1: oh yeah, uh, what was the name of that one? I
0: don't know. But anyway, I mean,
1: but I've just, I was just talking about exorcists in general. Like the people, when I, I saw the Exorcist when I was 12 and I thought it was boring mm-hmm. because I was like just on the cusp of becoming an atheist kid. Okay. <laughs> but it, it wasn't scary to me. Yeah.
0: You but know? I mean, I was pretty religious then. So yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. But you talk like adults who saw that, who were full grown adults when they, they first saw that movie were scared of it because they were religious. Yeah, you know, and they believed that they could be possessed. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I was like, well, so what if a little girl is possessed? Like I live in a completely different house.
0: <laughs> I remember I had nightmares that night at my cousin's house because she had stairs, Ooh. and I would constantly look over at the stairs, waiting to see Tiffany crawling down the <laughs> stairs backwards. Oh, <laughs> that would have. I would have died. Oh my, my god. I would have. Literally had a heart attack. Yeah. At like 14.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll say it again. The movie, uh, we covered this movie early in the podcast, but The Fly, that was the movie that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Uh, So I remember being up late at night thinking that Jeff Goldblum was going (laughs) to crash through a window and try to stop me from having an abortion (laughs) because that's what happened in the movie. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was the movie that broke my brain. And after that, I was never really scared of a horror movie again hmm. uh, for a, like after I was I would watch one and be scared during it. But then after it was mm-hmm. over, I was fine.
0: Yeah. No, I I held on to that shit for a long time. <laughs> so like if I would watch something, I would be terrible. I had a, I I always had scary dreams and nightmares. So growing up, I didn't want to watch scary movies because I know I would just be more scared because i was right. already terrified of the uh-huh. dark. Yeah.
1: So you you still jump at movies when yeah. we watch horror movies.
0: I like them, but i do i do get scared. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very easy scarer.
1: Yes, yes you Like are. even
0: if someone walks in the room, I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> just cuz i I don't know. I'm just a jumpy person. Right. So yeah. Which mm-hmm. Which brings us into Halloween.
1: Halloween 1978's Halloween. Uh, Written and directed by John Carpenter. Uh, It was also written by uh, his then girlfriend, Deborah Hill, who wrote the dialogue for the female characters in the movie. Uh, He only asked for John Carpenter was approached by a producer to make this movie. And John Carpenter only asked for $10,000, but he had some demands. He Mm -hmm. wanted his girlfriend, Deborah Hill, to be able to produce it because she wanted to be a producer. Uh, Mm -hmm. he wanted full creative control. So he wrote and directed it and he wanted his name above the title. Do you know what that means? Do they have that in theater?
0: No. I mean, maybe, but I haven't, I haven't noticed it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, when like you see a movie and it'll be like Stephen King's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's above the title. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a pretty big thing to negotiate, Mm -hmm. but the guy's like, sure, whatever. So that's why the movie is if you see the the title in the beginning, it says John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm. So he wanted, he negotiated his name to be above the title. And, um, the movie was made for, I think a little less than $400,000 and it grossed 47 million. Wow. Yeah. Huge, huge return on the budget. Mm-hmm. And it, I was, bet it
0: still makes tons of money.
1: Yeah. I bet you he gets a huge check every November Yeah, because of all the people watching it. And uh, I think a couple years later...
0: And the licensing, just for, like, costumes and stuff. There's always, always a Mike Myers costume. Oh,
1: yeah. They have it all at... Um, like, when you go to Spirit Halloween, mm-hmm. and it's specifically Halloween-themed.
0: Halloween-themed. Yeah, yeah.
1: Every time they make one of the mini-sequels, John Carpenter gets paid. Yeah. I'm sure Deborah Hill makes some money, too. Uh, and then Mustafa Akkad, who is, like, the producer, I'm sure he makes some money. Yeah. Um, But then a couple years later, uh, they wanted it to be on TV because, you know, back in 1978, nobody had cable yet. Yeah. So I think NBC bought the rights to show it on TV for like $3 million.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. But it wasn't long enough. Right. Uh, They wanted it to fill a two hour time slot. So they went to John Carpenter, who was. Well, he wasn't. He didn't direct the second movie, but the second movie was being made at Mm -hmm. the same time. So they had some of the actors from it in one place. And they're like, hey, let's shoot some extra scenes for the movie, for the TV version. So there's a completely different TV version. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's not completely different. It's just got a couple scenes added. Mm -hmm. It shows Michael when he's a kid at the the insane asylum. Mm -hmm. And uh, it shows uh, Dr. Loomis trying to tell them like, he can't be put in a minimum security place. he's too dangerous. he's has you fooled. you like my Donald Pleasant?
0: yeah, but he doesn't talk, so I don't know how he's fooling everyone.
1: well, he just seems docile, oh because they're they were saying he was catatonic, okay, yeah, and then um they'll move him to a minimum security place, and then that's how he'll break out later in the movie. Mm-hmm. but we didn't see that, and then there's another um part where. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's friend wants to borrow a shirt or something like that, but it it doesn't really make any difference, but it made the movie long enough to be on TV. Mm. So, uh, what did, did you know anything about Halloween or what did you think it was going to be about?
0: Well, I kind of knew what, I kind of knew the premise of it. Like, um, some things that I knew is that there was babysitting involved and there was, um, teenage sex involved because there always right. is. Um, and so in the beginning, I thought he killed his babysitter, but it was his sister. Right. But she was babysitting him. So that's that's what was the thing. I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was his sister.
1: Oh. So,
0: but that was before I saw the movie. And because in my head, I was like, oh, he's going after his sister. That's why he chose her. Okay. But he's just going after babysitters.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you going into the movie. You thought Jamie Lee Curtis was his sister.
0: Yeah. I thought he was going after to kill his sister.
1: Right. Okay. Well later in the series, they don't talk about it in the first one, but they sort of retcon it and say Jamie Lee Curtis was like his cousin or something like that. Mm. Or, a an estranged sister. I forget exactly what, uh, but that wasn't, part of the first movie. Okay. And John Carpenter never intended to make any sequels to this movie. It mm-hmm. was just he was supposed to be one and done. But it was such a huge hit that like we got to make a second one. Mm. Right? Um and then do you know about Halloween 3? No. That, that that's the one where everybody says like oh Michael Myers is an idiot. It doesn't have anything to do with the Michael Myers story. I
0: have no idea. Okay.
1: Well, we want yeah, we to get into Yeah,
0: I don't really I don't really know anything else about any of the other movies. I, that's the only thing I knew is that there was something to do with babysitters. and I, Well, this is what I thought it was. He kills his babysitter when he's young and then he grows up and he goes after his younger sister. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. But it, I had it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he kills his sister and then goes after babysitters.
1: All right. Uh, so do you have anything that you want to just get out of the way before we get into it? Or?
0: Um,
1: Questions, thoughts, musings?
0: Something that was uh, real funny are the props in the show. The props are either like huge, like whenever like little Michael Myers has like the bloody knife, it looked like cardboard paint, like covered in tin foil, right, with blood on it, because <laughs> uh, the prop was not done well.
1: No, um, but you know, I mean, we're we're in the world of high definition now. You know? yeah,
0: <laughs> um, but I mean, like prop wise. Like, some of the props were like, I was like, really, that's what you're going to use for the props? <laughs> but, I mean, that's just me being picky. Right. But I don't, like, I still enjoyed watching him hold that huge-ass knife.
1: Yeah. it's, it's a, a kid. Yeah, it's a good image. Yeah. When they pull the mask off of him and he's just stone-faced. hmm Yeah, I really like it. Now, anything else?
0: Um, No. This is all about the... The movie. I'll try to get into like the little detail things as okay. we go through.
1: All right. So, uh, the movie starts out in 1963. And we are outside a house in what looks like the suburbs or like mm-hmm. a neighbor, like a typical city neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Before we even see the neighborhood in the credits, it starts off with the song. Um, oh,
1: I forgot about the credits. Like, what did you think about the opening credits? I love it.
0: I mean, yeah, it really sets the mood for Duh. the whole entire movie. Um, but like even introducing the song, I can't remember how it goes now.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so it really sets up um, the the show really well. Um can I remember specific images? No. But I remember that I was like, oh, it starts right out with the music. And yeah. it really sets the, the tone.
1: Yeah, it sets the tone. And it, it's good because a, the beginning half of the movie takes place during the daytime, a, a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, It starts out at night. But that tr- scene is real short. And mm-hmm. then it's kind the of like The rest of
0: the – most of the movie is during the day. Yeah. It's not until the end when it's at night.
1: Yeah. So – It's in this idyllic-looking neighborhood, so Mm -hmm. the the very opening of the has that song, which is written in five fourths time. Yeah, which is really off-putting. You know, I don't really know enough about music to explain how the five fourths time works, Mm -hmm. but it's it is very off-putting and ominous.
0: Yeah, so like three-four time. That's a.
1: Is that the Zelda thing? It is the Zelda thing.
0: That's in three, four time. It's very happy. Like a lot of swing is like in like thirds. Yeah. So having having it into fifths, like I've never, that is, there's not a lot of songs that have it like, ha, like have five, four time.
1: Yeah. It's very strange and I can't even think of another song that has it, but I would say like most pop songs are written in four four time. So you have like four beats per measure mm-hmm. and then every it's. Like what you would snap to when you're listening to a One, song. One, two,
0: three, four, five. One, two, three, four,
1: five. One, two, three, four, five. One, right. Two, three,
0: four. Which is just weird. Like you would want six four time.
1: Yeah. But that's why it's some like a good... A pop song you can snap to it or clap along mm-hmm. to it. But this song, it's like, how do you clap to mm-hmm. something in five fours time? Mm-hmm. It's It's strange. It's weird. I wish I knew more about music theory so I could understand why.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know enough to explain it yeah but it is it is it is very off-putting yes
1: sounding. it is um and then there's there's that really slow pan on the pumpkin yes with a flickering light inside and then all the credits are in orange mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool i love the beginning
0: well something that kind of is a theme throughout the whole movie oh not a theme it's like a little placement <laughs> there's always like a little jack lantern face on the porch is there yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not like every single house necessarily has it, but most. Well, every time like they he goes to a house, there's like a little pumpkin. Oh. Yeah. Like the first house had it, and then the Jamie. We don't ever see the front of Jamie Lee Curtis's house, but we see the little boy's front of his house, and across the street to the little girl's house. Um. And I know that the one that Jamie, the little boy that Jamie Lee Curtis's um, babysitting, his door, his, his porch had one. Okay. And there were some other ones too, but.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. It's supposed to be Halloween. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also. Um, his
0: house also, like also the little boy's house looked very similar to the Mike Myers house.
1: Also, another thing that go back to go back to the song, uh, people who aren't John Carpenter fans might not know that. Uh John Carpenter does the music for all of his movies.
0: Oh really Yeah. Wow.
1: So if you if you really? watch if you watch all his movies, there's a very specific kind of music that you hear with it. Um but it's all I don't really like, know what
0: else he's done. But...
1: Uh we remember The Thing? Oh. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite horror movies. The thing. Oh man, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he does the music for all his movies That's and cool. it's that kind of like creepy synth. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Yeah. Uh So then it cuts to 1963, and we are um right down the barrel of a camera.
0: Yeah. So we're seeing through Michael's eyes.
1: Yeah, but we don't know that.
0: Yet. Yes, we don't know that. And then we he walks up to, like, but you can tell like you're looking through someone's eyes. You just yeah. don't know whose. Um. And then we see. Him go up to the window, and we hear his sister like say, "Oh, Michael's around here somewhere."
1: What did you think it was just a peeping tom, or did you know it was Michael?
0: I figured it was Michael because I put on my notes. Girl says Michael. Michael is around. Are we seeing through Michael's eyes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: But you know, like the people who were seeing that movie for the first time, like me? ever. No, no, no. I'm talking about in in 1978, mm-hmm. like. You knew the character, and you knew that there's a hundred movies of this mm-hmm. guy, so you probably could guess. But yeah, somebody viewing it for the first time is like, "Who is this? Who is this peeping on these teenagers?" Yeah. So imagine what that would be like. You're probably assuming it's a full grown adult.
0: Yeah, I was about to say it. It seems, if I were watching this with not knowing about Michael Myers, uh, this is the first time he's ever been introduced. I would think that that's a that is. The killer, but they've just creep on and peep on people. Like, right. Peep. They peep, poop yeah. and peep. <laughs> they they like uh, sneak peeks.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: teenagers doing ugh, Gross. Doing it.
1: If they're both teenagers, it's yeah, not bad, I guess. It's not weird, but it's, it's still weird. Anywho. Well, I mean, if you're turned on by it, then that's kind of weird. But. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're fooling around on the couch. And uh, she mentions her brother Michael, but then uh, he's like, "Hey, you want to go upstairs?"
0: And she's like, "Yeah, hell yeah!"
1: So they go upstairs, and it's a it's enthusiastic consent. Mm-hmm. They they both want it, and then they're up there for like what
0: two seconds, two
1: whole seconds, and then he walks down, buttoning and his shirt, buttoning his shirt, and he's um, like,
0: "I gotta go do this."
1: I, my favorite part is that she's like. Uh, will you call me or something like that or can mm-hmm. I call you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he just walks out and it's <laughs> like, he's got post-nut clarity now. He's like, man, I don't even like this chick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so in his performance too. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Um. So, he, Michael is in the living room at this point so he's walked into the kitchen. He's grabbed a knife.
1: Right. Um, and he's put on a mask.
0: And I don't think he's put the mask on just oh, yet. Oh, okay. So the boy runs out and then I think that's when he finds the mask. And then he puts the mask on when he we go upstairs and we see this like tunnel vision with like obstructed view because of the mask. Right. Which I thought was so clever.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. It was
0: really awesome.
1: Yeah, and it's creepy.
0: Yeah, and you know it's a clown mask. So like you're thinking, oh, okay. Why is this person putting this mask on? Um, and then at the end, it's perfect.
1: Right. But also another thing I want to bring up is what they're using a Steadicam, mm-hmm. which is a very common thing in movies and television now where you have the, a big camera on a gyroscope and you can move it around and it moves real smoothly but back in 1978, they were pioneering this at the time. Mm-hmm. So the, um, this is the first time audiences would also see a steady cam like that. Point mm-hmm. POV stuff like that wasn't around. So imagine seeing that for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and then he stabs her, right? This, this Well, he goes says,
0: upstairs and then she like turns around. She's like, Michael. Yeah. And then he stabs her. Right. So then we know it is Michael, her brother, mm-hmm. her younger brother. She's supposed to be babysitting. That's stabbing her. Right. And um, so he stabs her like a, the stabbing was not very great, but I mean.
1: No, it, but. The, uh,
0: But I mean, it gets the point across.
1: Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter said that he didn't want to have a really gory movie mm-hmm. because he says the audience, uh, their head will fill in what happens. Yeah. Like your imagination is, is going to be scarier yeah. for that.
0: The stabbing is supposed to be, is supposed to be happening just outside of the view of the mask. Right. Cause the mask is obstructing that view.
1: Yeah. It obscures it a little bit.
0: But, um, she, she I, I, what I'm saying is like she was in view and then he was stabbing over here. it's like, what are you stabbing her leg? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was it. We could have seen her face or even just have her yell. Right. And then we would have gotten it, especially yeah. if we saw the knife go up and then down.
1: Well, we definitely saw her booze.
0: Yeah. And they had to show that. They had to show her tits.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Michael goes downstairs. Is and that the
0: only time they showed tits?
1: In this? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not constant tit.
1: I'm yeah. into it. Um, so then he goes downstairs. Yeah, he walks downstairs. And his downstairs. parents have just come home. And they're like, Michael? And they, and pull they lift the, the
0: mask off of him. Yeah.
1: And then I and love And you see that, him
0: dressed up as a clown. Yeah,
1: he's dressed up as like a clown. And he's got a big, so <laughs> gigantic it was his, butcher. Yeah, now.
0: it was his little mask that yeah. he put it on, uh-huh. which was kind of cute.
1: And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I like that the camera... Falls back, uh-huh. and you see it move back. Like I thought, that was a really cool move. Mm-hmm. And um, then it cuts to uh, 1978.
0: Yes, and um, Jamie Lee Curtis is leaving her house. Well, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is leaving her house to go to school.
1: Well, uh, this they they show Doctor Loomis in the car with the nurse first. You're right. Right. So, um,
0: but we saw. It could be I feel like to we forget that part. But. Yeah.
1: No, I have it in my notes. as that that happens okay Okay. so this is our introduction to dr loomis played by donald pleasance he was Mm. cast because he has a british accent oh (laughs) also he is he's a really good actor and at this point he had been doing movies for like i don't know two or three decades Mm -hmm. he was in the great escape that's what i remember him most from and he's driving with a nurse
0: and they're talking about, she's like, oh, he'll be fine. Like, this isn't going to be that big of a deal. And he's like, you need to take us seriously.
1: Yeah. The uh, the nurse does not seem to like him. Yeah. and She's he's, like
0: smoking cigarettes. and
1: Yeah. And she, I, remember, I can't remember what she says, but she does say something pretty snarky. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I hate when they ramble. And he's like, you won't have to worry about that. He hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. Yeah. And uh, he's saying how dangerous he is. And she doesn't believe him.
0: And then they pull up to the psych or the, the psychiatric building, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you see, cause it's just, it's in the dark. So it's dark right now. And we just see the headlights like shining on like people in white, um,
1: hospital, gowns. hospital
0: gowns. And then she goes, do they just let them roam like this? Like they're cows or something. Um, and I was like, bitch, these are fucking people. <laughs> um, doesn't matter if they have s- mental illness. <laughs> They're still fucking people. Um, but like, she was like, did they just let them roam? Um, and he goes, he, uh, the doctor immediately knew like Michael did this.
1: Yeah, he does. He's very suspicious.
0: Yeah. So he's like, okay, we're going to go up to the front and we're going to get out. And so he opens the he tries to open the gate to get in and um, the woman is in the, the nurse is in the car Yeah. and Michael, you ju- you don't see Michael's face. No. You just see his hands. Come, well, yeah. He jumps on the, he, he crawls up the back of it.
1: Yeah. And you can hear him up there and the nurse starts freaking out and uh, he like breaks a glass with his hand mm-hmm. and tries to grab her. But then she gets out and, uh, well,
0: the window is down and he starts grabbing at her and then she scoots back and then he pops the other side of the oh, window. Oh yeah, that's right. Um the all of this whole thing was really well done. You think so? Yeah, I thought like it was suspenseful but it wasn't like jump like super jump scary. No, it was
1: not jump. This um, was before the time of jump scares.
0: So, um if I was younger, I would have been scared but I wouldn't have been like, <laughs> 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 like yeah, panting because of all of the jump scares.
1: I I prefer um Horror, Alfred Hitchcock who's kind of like the godfather of modern horror if you want to put it that way he said suspense is the key mm-hmm. to scariness. Like if people are in suspense that equals fear. Yeah. You know right? If they're afraid something's going to happen you don't like jump scares are just cheap. Mm-hmm. But this like builds the tension. It builds the suspense. You know we've set up that this guy's a murderer mm-hmm. and then like you see all the, the people walking around. You're like, what the hell's going on? Oh, yeah. he's on the roof. He, yeah. He can smash a glass with his hand. And then um, the nurse jumps out of the car, and he gets in and drives away.
0: Yeah. I thought he was going to run her over, but he didn't.
1: No. That, that's another thing that would happen in a movie. She would die. Yeah, She would be dead, because she never shows back up. Mm-hmm. All right. And then this is when they cut to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Yes. Okay. And she's walking out of... Her house, yeah. Um,
1: and her dad is uh asking her to drop off the keys to the
0: Myers house, right? Because he is going to sell the house to someone.
1: Yeah, he is a real estate agent.
0: Um, what was the what was the year at this point?
1: Nineteen seventy-eight.
0: So they're they're now in modern like, so it started in sixty-three, and then now we're in seventy-eight.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's been
0: a. Like, oh, a little over 10 years.
1: Yeah, 15 years.
0: Yeah, 15 years. Yeah. I don't know math. <laughs> um, So, he's he was like maybe five, six, eight?
1: Yeah, I think he's 21. Okay. So, 15, uh, six. So, he would have been six when he killed his sister. Okay.
0: So, he... um, So, we know that he's gone and he... It, Jamie Lee Curtis is leaving. She's bringing the keys to the house, and we meet the little boy that she babysits. Um, Tommy? Yes. Um, and he's like, oh, what are we going to do tonight? Because he's so excited because it's Halloween th- tonight. Um, also on the credits, it says it's 78, but it's also Halloween. Right. Um, Halloween Day.
1: Yes, it is Halloween Day.
0: So he has a motive to kill on Halloween, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's um, – what it- I I don't know if they said it in the movie or not, but it's like anniversary something. I forget. Something about you want to kill. He wants to kill on the anniversary of the first time you killed or something like that.
0: But, um, so she goes to the house, um, and the kid's like, you shouldn't go up there. It's haunted. Um, that's, that's where the boogeyman lives. Uh Um, because people have lore about it because someone was murdered there. Um, and so she's like, it's going to be fine. So she goes up to the door and she slides the key underneath and she's standing on the porch. And then we see inside the house through Mike, Michael Myers eyes again. Right. We see her. Yeah. And I put, he picked her just because she dropped a key off. Possibly. (laughs) So he's just picking random people. Yeah.
1: Well, we don't even know. We don't know what he's going to do because he doesn't talk. Yeah. We're, we just sort of see him looking at her and he's like, is, is she meaningful to him? Mm-hmm. Does he want to kill her? Like, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then she leaves. Like, he doesn't follow her or anything. He just, or I guess he does follow her, but we don't yeah. see it. Um, And then she, Tommy goes to school and she walks down the street with her friends Annie and Lydia Lydia maybe and uh the steady cam follows her i don't did you notice how green it was like what was green the the street and all the trees and everything no i didn't you didn't no it's it's this is supposed to take place in illinois but it's like the greenest, most lush oh. <laughs> because it's being shot. It was shot in Pasadena, California.
0: Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they would, uh, they do a really great job of mm-hmm. making it look that way. Cause they dress people up in sweaters and they, they, they throw leaves on the ground mm. everywhere. And then I think the pumpkins, like you mm-hmm. mentioned the pumpkins, I think that's part of it too, but yeah. Yeah. So she meets up with her friends and they're having like girl banter and talking about boys and dates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, did, what did you think about the the dialogue between the girls?
0: Well, I know that they're trying to portray Annie and her friend as like big hoes that are just trying to sleep with their boyfriends at the the babysit like at the house they're babysitting.
1: Well, at. I wouldn't call someone who sleeps with their own boyfriend a hoe.
0: No, I know. I'm just saying like <laughs> they're just like oh they're so they just want to have sex all the time. Right. So I mean. That was what the banter was supposed to portray, but I mean, I was like, I mean, they're just teenagers. I don't, I didn't really think anything about it. Um, so with the banter that they had, do are you asking me if
1: I, I'm just uh, because um it was written by Deborah Hill, who's a woman, mm-hmm. uh, even though um I think John Carpenter wrote most of the script, but he let her write the dialogue between the girls probably because he's like, I really, as an adult man, I can't capture the the essence of what the, I, the essence what of teenage, teenage girls. girls talk about. Yeah. So I just wanted to, what did you think about the, the dialogue?
0: I mean, I didn't notice it, but
1: that's probably, that's probably
0: a good thing <laughs> because, um, there are some times whenever I, there's dialogue written by men and I'm like, girls don't talk like that. Or yeah. People don't talk like that. Uh-huh. Um, So it was, I mean, they're setting up like, okay, we're going to go to your place. Like, so s- kind of schemey kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I'm going to, you're going to come over, I'm going to go babysit and then we'll go over to their place and then we'll come back t- to mine. Um I think they, like they set up really well that they're kind of using Jamie Lee Curtis a little bit to, yeah go do things with their boyfriends.
1: Yeah. And they, they needle her and she was saying something about, she wanted to ask out a boy named Ben Tramer. So they're like, Ooh, Ben Tramer, you know, they're they're teasing her. Yeah. And, um, she brings up that she thinks someone is, is following her, Mm -hmm. but they're like, Oh, whatever. You know, like they're, they're so one track mind. Like, yeah, they're they're only
0: thinking about homecoming, and
1: hooking getting, up with boyfriends. getting
0: hooked up, on, <laughs> hooking up on, which is, night. it's
1: totally fine. Yeah. You I know, mean, that, there's teenagers
0: know. that do that. Like, yeah, that's of like, course there
1: are. I mean, that's part of being a teenager. You yeah. know, if you, if you're lucky enough to, to get yourself a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school, man, like mm-hmm. yeah, do that stuff. I guess <laughs> <laughs> be, uh, be responsible. Yeah. But, um, that's one of the best things about being a teenager is not having to care in the world
0: Mm-hmm. um so they're walking home and um Michael Myers drives by them and he's wearing the mask
1: yeah, but they can't really see him Hidden. inside the um station wagon
0: yeah so he he drives past them and he um well Actually, right before this, before they leave the school, we see the, um, that Tommy is being picked on by these two boys, and they're right. like, "The boogeyman's gonna come get you." And I was like, "Shut the fuck up, Donny Osmond-looking <laughs> motherfuckers!" Um, I was like, "Y'all are so mean, and yeah. y'all look like Donny Osmond."
1: Yeah, and they they trip him, and he falls down and crushes his pumpkin. Yeah, I'm like, how, "How did he do that?" Like pumpkins are pretty hard. Yeah. And he was pretty small. (laughs)
0: Um, and then we also then cut to, um, the doctor throughout these scenes that we've, we've kind of skipped over. The doctor has been like, Michael's going to do something. I know he is. How could you let this happen at the psych ward? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, um, he's having a, a conversation with another person at the psych ward and he's like, You know, if you had just listened to me, this would have happened. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, he's,
0: he's, he's so quiet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But my favorite part about this is like, he goes, uh, how would he even know how to drive a car? And Lubis goes, I don't know, but he seems to be doing a pretty damn good job of it. And
0: he says, um, maybe someone here taught him.
1: Yeah, but the, I like that the his reaction to like, how would he even know how to drive a car? Because everybody's thinking that. Yeah. But um, he just sort of dismisses it. It's like, I don't know, but he's pretty damn good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they don't try to explain it. Yeah. They're just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because, I mean, there's that's a lot of life. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then um, another scene we see the... Um what is he? He's the he's driving down the psychic I guess I say a psychic. What is his name? What is his name? The doctor?
1: Dr. Loomis. Dr. Psych- Dr. Loomis. Psychologist.
0: So he is driving down the road and he sees this truck off on the side of the road. Right. And he goes up to it and it's um a mechanics truck. Um and he sees the the white hospital gown that michael was wearing and he's like oh my god he he stole someone's clothes yeah. and changed mm-hmm. and he got back in the car and drove away
1: yeah and also they show him at a at a phone booth mm-hmm. uh, for the younger kids listening at home there used to be random phones placed yeah. out in public that you could just i mean go injured. up to <laughs> I'm being a dick, but yeah, I like that the phone booth was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It was like at I a mean, crossroads the, in a cornfield.
0: I mean, well, it, there was like a little gas station he was at.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But I so. just thought it was a funny placement for a, a phone booth.
0: Yeah. I mean, people in the country need a phone too.
1: <laughs> Do they?
0: No. Yeah. I thought
1: you guys just used like a tin can and string.
0: That was the most, that was the majority of the conversations were through tin can and string, but sometimes we would use a phone for long distance calls
1: and messenger pigeons. Did you guys ever use a messenger? pigeon? Uh,
0: I don't remember that part. All right. Um, anyways, so he, um, he sees after we see that he's like picked up the, the hospital gown, he like throws it down. He's like, Oh my gosh, I got to get to the, the town that he's going after. And then we pan back and we see a dead man Yeah, who um, I'm guessing, we're guessing is the mechanic.
1: Yeah, that was the me in the story. Poor I don't. Joey. <laughs> if I were in this movie, I would just be a dead mechanic. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even get a single line.
0: Um, <laughs> Poor thing. But so, then he, oh. goes,
1: he goes into town and um, since he knows Michael, he's like, he's probably going to visit his sister's grave. Right, so mm-hmm. maybe he can find a clue there. And he goes and he finds the Undertaker and they go find his sister's grave and the gravestone's gone.
0: Yeah. And then the the gravestone was like, Oh, these kids, and he's like, Well, whose plot is this? And he goes, Well, 20, 20. it's uh whatever Myers, his sister. Right. Um, so he stole her headstone. Yes. That's what we're to assume. Yeah. Um, so he, he's been following Jamie Lee Curtis, and then he's also stolen a headstone. He's stolen a mask.
1: Yeah, we found out that the hardware store has been robbed.
0: It was, I thought it was a Halloween store. Because they was stole a, a mask. Because
1: he said, like, he, he took a hammer and a... Oh. I, I think during but this But we don't time...
0: ever see that hammer.
1: No, uh, well... I, I think maybe it was Rope, but he still some some, like, my hardware stuff. Oh, okay. But I, I would totally believe in 1978, a small town, the hardware store would have a few Halloween masks Oh, on. yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> they didn't have Spirit Halloween back then. Mm-hmm. They barely had that stuff when I was a kid. So we find out that he's stolen that, and we find out that Annie's dad is the sheriff in town. Mm-hmm. And then um, he tells them what's going on, Uh, But again, they dismiss it. Uh, But Jamie Lee Curtis seems to be suspicious still.
0: Yeah. And so then she goes home um, and. But after
1: they leave, Loomis walks up Mm -hmm. like right on their heels and talks to the sheriff. Yeah. About what's going on.
0: And then as the the girls are leaving, we see the car that Michael Myers is in. Like, we know that he sees him because he slows down. Um, Lumen is looking around, but he doesn't see the car, and then the car passes by, and then he looks the up- other direction, right? So, like, it's showing like, i I what I got was, oh, Mike Myers sees that that's him, and he doesn't want to draw attention to himself, right? Because he like stopped and then waited, and then he turned away and he went the he followed or he fo- started following them again,
1: yeah. You know, um, Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. he, um, he directed Get Out, Yeah, Key and Peele. Um, funny guy, but he he once he described uh, Michael Myers as cat-like. Hmm. It, don't you think that's a good description of it?
0: Kinda, yeah. Because he
1: he sort of like cats are like laid back, and they're like silent when they want to be, and they they kind of just sit back and observe. Mm-hmm. But they're also like really great hunters.
0: Yeah, they're waiting to strike.
1: Yeah. I'm like, wow, that that's such a great comparison. Yeah. I always think about that now whenever I watch a Halloween movie that mm-hmm. Michael's like cat like. Hmm. And this that that scene specifically is like he's just mm-hmm. sort of driving by like, I see you, I see you, Sheriff. Yeah. I see you, Loomis. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um so he he drives by and continues on, um, and then he parks his car and the uh, the girls go inside. Of their house, oh no, I don't really know why she gets in the car with them. I guess they go to the neighborhood to. She has a pumpkin with her, and she then they go to the kids' houses.
1: Yeah, she well, goes. She goes home, she goes home a bit.
0: and then her friend picks her up, and then yeah. we see them in the car where she oh, talks to her. And then also
1: year. we see Jamie Lee Curtis at school, and like, the teacher is lecturing, and she she notices the car outside the mm-hmm. window of the school. Yeah. And then she gives a bad answer to the question that the teacher asks her. No,
0: she's like, that is correct.
1: Oh, she was? Yeah, it was a correct answer. Oh, I
0: don't remember. Um, and but then also when she's at her house, she looks out of her window and then in the clothesline do we see Michael Myers and then she looks away and then she looks back and he's gone. Yeah. Which is a thing that he does quite often. Yeah. Like you see him, you look away, you look back, he's gone.
1: Yeah. Also yeah, cat-like. old school <laughs> old school horror movie stuff. But um, they've, they've just like slapped you in the head with it that like he's following her and Jamie Lee Curtis is suspicious and mm-hmm. scared. But she doesn't really know what to do. And everybody's sort of dismissive of it.
0: And then she lays on her bed to take a nap.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> hmm, there's someone following me. Let me take a nap.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, Loomis and Sheriff Brackett go to the Myers house to investigate. And there they find a dog,
0: yeah, a dead dog,
1: yeah, and, <laughs> Donald was his life, he must have got hungry,
0: yeah, <laughs> and then the the sheriff's like, "I don't know any any person that would eat a dog,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you don't know my patient, he's pure evil dr Doctor, dr Doctor Bra- sheriff Brackett,, mm-hmm. just like everything he says about him is like he's he's evil. pure evil. There's nothing behind his eyes. It's like, oh, is that your professional diagnosis? Yeah. He's evil.
0: <laughs> Which I mean it plays into play, plays well into a nineteen seventies movie. Yeah. A horror movie. Um, so Jamie Lee Curtis gets in the car, she like they run it to the sheriff. But then it become like they go to the the they go babysit.
1: Yeah, it. it's that evening, all the adults are gone to some swingers party somewhere, because there's no adults around, mm-hmm. except for Sheriff Brackett.
0: And
1: the, and the doctor. Yeah, but he's not from that town. Yeah, he's not from there. I don't, where did all the parents go? I think they're at a swingers party. Probably. And they're taking, they're putting their keys, their in, their keys a, in a fishbowl, and they're taking a random partner home. Mm, not yeah. home. Well, not home. Maybe do a motel. I don't maybe. know. Maybe.
0: Or maybe just in the house somewhere.
1: Maybe. Totally swing yourself. <laughs>
0: um, so um, they're at the, the kid's house, and they're just kind of doing things with them,
1: like well, little first, Halloween things. Well, we have Annie is babysitting across the street. She's babysitting a girl, and Lori is babysitting a boy named Tommy, and Annie wants to go hook up with her boyfriend, so she's like, hey, you watch um, my kid for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lindsay is her name. And so now you've got both kids over at Tommy Wallace's house with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And they're watching The Thing from Outer Space or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and like um, Michael Myers has been watching um, Annie at Lindsay's house. Right. Because um, he's going to kill her first. Um, which is like, why'd she go after her first? Whenever you were going after Jamie Lee Curtis so much, oh, I don't know. but I mean, he may, we have no idea what's going on in his head.
1: Yeah. That's one of the things that I like, I think makes this good movie. This movie good is like, he's kind of unpredictable. Yeah. And doesn't, uh, you, you don't know what his motives are mm-hmm. and it's good. It's scary. And Annie is like doing laundry and making phone calls and, uh, she gets stuck at one point?
0: Yeah, she gets stuck in the laundry room. Yeah,
1: I have no idea what's going Every time I see that, I'm like, what is going on? How did you get stuck in a laundry room? Well, I
0: think she's trying to get out because the front door was locked, and then she was trying to get out the window.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But... I don't know how she got stuck, though. I don't know. That part has always bugged me for some reason.
0: <laughs> um, But the little girl like lets her in, and then she gets a call from her boyfriend. He's like, hey, my parents are gone. You can come pick me up.
1: Yeah, he needs to be picked up.
0: So, she is like, okay, yeah, let me get my car and let me pick you up. And she goes out to her car and Michael Myers is in the car with her in the backseat and he strangles her.
1: Right. And uh, then slices her throat. But it's kind of hard to see. Oh, he he doesn't strangle
0: her. He just Yeah, he just straight up kills her. I think
1: he chokes her then. Oh, I don't know. I think he just
0: like strangles her with his hands the whole time.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure he cuts her throat too. I didn't see it, but anyway, okay. it's um it's shot through the window, it's shot mm-hmm. through a foggy window, so it's kind of hard to see, but that's on purpose, um mm-hmm. again because he wanted people's imagination to run with it, yeah so then uh, Tommy sees Michael through the window, and he's like, it's the boogeyman
0: yeah, and he and he's seen him several times already now,
1: yeah, so and, and
0: he's freaked out by him,
1: yeah, and Lori doesn't believe him. Mm -hmm. But the little girl, Lindsay, is like, I believe you. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty creepy. It was so cute. It was cute, but also like creepy. And you're like, I'm starting to get scared for these kids. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I believe you.
1: Yeah. And then we find out that Annie, not Annie, um, not Lindsay, Linda?
0: Lydia? Lydia?
1: I don't know is with her boyfriend and they're hanging out in the most seventies van I've ever yeah, seen. So they drive
0: up in a van and they, they go into Annie's house and they're like, Oh, she's um... also Michael Myers has dragged Annie to the house already. Right. Um, so they go into this house where their friend is dead in another room. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember very specifically, they say, uh, we're going to go in and go to the room on the left. Or something like that. Um, there, there is a very specific room, and they've already like laid out what their um, their scheme, their plan is um, for their little sex <laughs> Um And so they go upstairs, and they don't see Annie there, or they go in the house and they don't see Annie there, and they they call. Um, what's Jamie Lee Curtis's character? It also starts with an L. Oh, um, Lori. Lori. Um, so they call her and they're like, hey, have you heard from Annie? She goes, no, she dropped she dropped Lindsay off over here. And then she said she was going to go pick up her boyfriend. And so they're like, hell yeah, we got the house to ourselves. Right. We can go fuck. <laughs> so they like start making out on the couch and they go upstairs later. And then you see them like finishing.
1: Yeah. And they have very fast sex too. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like the end part of it. Oh, okay. I but, thought it was the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> but it was, it was like, uh, Linda's like, that was terrific. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm going to go get a beer. And, and she's th- like,
0: give me a beer too. Give
1: me a beer too. And, um, Mike Myers kills him.
0: Yeah. So he's downstairs and Mike Myers, um, Kills him by stabbing him in the stomach, like through, like he lifts him up in the air and stabs him in the stomach and the knife holds him. I was like, that is a one strong knife. Yeah, he
1: pins him to the wall. And then he makes like a, uh, he takes a sheet and cuts eye holes in it. This is the the weirder. When I saw this
0: part, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I
1: don't know. um, Whenever, I feel a lot of times when um, John Carpenter goes for comedy in some of his movies, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't quite land. Yeah. I think he might have been trying to do something a little cheeky here. Yeah.
0: I definitely think that, but yeah, it t- just didn't work. Out no, that well. it didn't
1: work. And, um, but anyway, I like it because Whatever. I mean,
0: I'm yeah, it's fine. But it, it was like, I don't feel like Michael Myers would do that.
1: No, he's not somebody with a sense of humor.
0: Yeah. So, um, even he, if he was just in the mask, she would have been like, what are you doing? Stop it, you're scaring me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it again. But like he could have just been in his mask in his in the like the thing. Yeah, because she wearing.
1: doesn't know who Michael Myers is. Yeah. And, and you can't that. see his face. Yeah, I didn't even think about that at all. So
0: it could have been like super scary and still cheeky if she was like, Stop it, you're scaring me. Look at my tits. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, he shows she shows him her boobs.
0: Mm-hmm but we don't see them, which I liked.
1: Yeah. And then, um, he strangles her with a phone cord right after she calls Lori.
0: Yeah. So, so she,
1: Lori picks up the phone and all she's just hearing is somebody being strangled. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what is this a joke?
0: Cause she, it sounds like she's moaning. Yeah. And you're to think, Oh, it's like Lori thinks they're having sex and right. she called her, mm-hmm. which is just
1: gross. Yeah. But
0: she's being strangled.
1: Yeah, but also she seems a little bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't think she. I thought I. I didn't see it as her being suspicious. I just saw it as like her being like Ugh, they're so annoying.
1: Okay, um, maybe I don't remember. Um, I mean, you can interpret movie, it. Th- well, no. Th- th- here, halfway through this movie, I could not stay awake. Yes, I, I fell. I kept falling asleep. Over and over and over again, and I could not stay awake. I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. You were
0: tired. It was I was t- It was
1: Sunday, though. Yeah,
0: CP peepee.
1: I haven't even been uh, working a or boy. anything. <laughs> I was a boy. No, a CP boy. But anyway, so if, if my memory is a little bit spotty of the movie, it's because I was falling asleep, and I probably haven't watched this movie in like 10 years, Um but then she is a little suspicious of the... F- this is why I say this, because that's what caused her to go investigate yeah. the house. So she goes over there because she wants to find out what's going on with her pals. And Well, uh, she
0: calls again. Oh, but Maybe she doesn't call the house.
1: I don't know. She could have. But anyway, she does go to the house. And while she's there investigating, she sees um, Annie's body... With uh-huh. Judith Myers headstone. Yeah. So she
0: walks into the room, uh, that Annie is in and she's like sprawled out, uh, with like her face is contorted. So she like, it's a dead body. And so she sees, um, she starts like walking back and then she falls into like the bathroom or something. Uh huh. And then we see, um, Annie, not Annie, um, the other girl's boyfriend. She sees his body and then she like grabs a cabinet and it opens up. And then we see her other friend, right. Lydia or something. And, um, she sees her dead body and then she's like freaking out. So she's trying to get down the stairs.
1: Yeah. But then Michael shows up and cuts her. Yeah. And she, she ends up falling down the, down the stairs, like over the balcony part of it. Yeah. Like, not, and she, she hurts her ankle. Yeah. And she gets hurt. But she's able to get out of the house, and but he's goes- also
0: like blocked all of the exits right so that she can't get out. So whenever she goes to the to the window because she's like, i'm I'm gonna open the window door or like the door that's full of windows, there's a um um a rake pushed up against it so she can't open it oh right. um, so he's he's purposely blocked her in so that she can't leave. Uh, but she like punches a, a window out and moves the thing and she makes it just out in time. And so she starts hobbling down the, the, the road. And I think I know where the swingers are having their party. Cause that was the only house with adults in it. And they, they, she starts like screaming. She's like, let me in, let me in, like, help me. And, they turn the light on. They look out the window, and then they turn it back off, and they go back, go away. And it's like, <laughs> that's where the swingers' house is. They don't want her to see all the swinging oh, that they're ooh, doing.
1: She's in trouble, but I don't want to find. I don't want her to know that I'm a fucking uh, her my mom, best
0: friend's wife, her husband, <laughs> <laughs> or her dad, or her dad.
1: Um, so she doesn't have the key to the house. Mm-hmm. So she's banging on the door, and then as that's happening, you can see Michael start to walk. Around the back mm-hmm. side of the house that she just escaped. Yeah. And you know, like, oh shit, he's coming. Yeah. And she's banging on the door. She's like, Tommy, open the door, open the door. And, and he, he makes finally, it uh, just in time. Yeah.
0: Then, But then she like, she walks, so she goes in the house, she locks the door and she goes, you two need to go, you need to go upstairs and go hide. Right. And then she looks over and she sees the wind on the curtains. So she's like, oh shit, the, the fucking windows open. He can get in.
1: Yeah, and he already is in.
0: Yeah, um, and so, so something happens. He starts. He like comes after her, and then she stabs him with, with a knitting, a knitting needle, needle in the neck. Uh huh. And he falls down, and you're like, "Oh, he's dead." She thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. She also took his knife and then drops it next to the body. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we see the knife drop next to the body.
1: Right. In any time in a movie, uh, horror movie, where somebody is scared or running for their life, when they make a dumb decision, it's easy to justify it. It's like they're scared, yeah, they're afraid for their life. That's what I always say when they're like, "What well, did they run upstairs instead of out the front door?" It's like because they're fucking scared, <laughs>
0: yeah, they don't know what to do.
1: You might do the same thing. You've never been in a life, def- or life or death situ- situation like that. Uh, so well, she- yesterday, I thought I was. Yeah, she. What?
0: The other day, I was in our room and I saw (laughs) shadows. Like, so our room has one window in it, and we can see our neighbors' um, lights through the window. Like a porch light. Yeah, they're like their patio lights, though, the back patio. And so we, I can see like a line of light. And all of a sudden I'm, I look over, I don't have my contacts in and I'm blind without, without my contacts. I have such bad vision. I cannot see anything. I can probably see an inch in front of my face, but I can see light and I see the shadow walk across. And I was like, what the fuck was that? So I sit up and it it's not moving again. And I'm, like, trying to, like, feel around for my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was in a horror movie. And it was right after we watched this movie. Um,
1: But it was a cat walking on top of the fence? Well,
0: yeah. Well, hold on. I was going to get to it. So I'm looking for my glasses. And I put them, like, I, I couldn't even find them. So I put my contacts in, which takes time. And I was, like, freaking out. And I was, like, putting my contacts in. And then I, like, stood up. And then I saw it walk behind me again. And I was, like, oh, my God. And so I went out and look, I like looked out our window and there was no one there. And I was like, Oh my God, it's Michael Myers. <laughs> I didn't, but my brain was like, what the hell is going on? Is someone outside of our house?
1: Yeah. It was Michael Myers.
0: Um, and then I found my glasses and I took my contacts out, put those on. Cause I didn't want to wear my contacts. <laughs> um, and I Like, I'm, I'm waiting for the the um, the shadow to pass by again. And it starts to pass by. And I hop up and I look out the window. It was a fucking cat on the fence.
1: Ooh, a spooky cat.
0: But it looked like a person without oh my contacts my on. Like, I saw, like, shoulders and a head. But it was probably its tail or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or maybe its head. <laughs> but it freaked me the hell out. Right. Anyways.
1: So uh, she probably thinks Michael's dead. So she goes upstairs to uh, get the kids again.
0: Yeah. So that they can leave.
1: Yeah. And then he uh, gets up and goes upstairs after them.
0: Yeah. Without grabbing that knife. He grabs another knife from the kitchen, I'm guessing. Okay. Maybe he already had it.
1: Yeah. And then uh, he goes up there and she tells the kids to go to go hide in the closet. Uh, no, they go hide in the bathroom and she hides in the closet. Oh yeah. And uh he goes up there and uh it's one of those shitty closets with the louver doors mm-hmm. that you could just like karate chop yeah. through. Like a 90-year-old could ca- karate chop through this <laughs> door. Um But
0: he's struggling.
1: <laughs> yeah, he <is>
0: struggling.
1: <laughs> one of the uh kind of discrepancies of this movie. Well,
0: I think I think it's kind of funny. Yeah,
1: like but it's it. suspenseful, so Yes. It works, and then uh, while he's (laughs) trying to bust through these (laughs) doors, uh, she grabs a coat hanger and stabs him in the eye.
0: Yeah, when he finally breaks through, because he's trying to grab at her. Yeah, and he has a knife still. Um, because then, like, he's she stabs him, and then the knife drops in the closet. She grabs the knife. Um,
1: Oh, and also, um, while this is happening, Dr. Loomis hears screams, mm -hmm. because he's just been waiting by a hedge of the whole movie for Mike Myers to come back to his old house. Well, he
0: saw the car, and so he started going that direction. Um, And then, so she stabs him in the eye. And then she grabs a knife. Does she stab him? Oh, then she, like, after she stabs him with the eye, he's still in the closet, and she takes the knife and stabs him again. Okay. Um, I don't know if she stabs him, like, in the chest or the neck or where, but she stabs him, like, several times. And then he falls out. She gets out of the closet, drops the knife again next to him. <laughs> and then she walks to where the kids are, and she's like, you need to go downstairs and call the cops now. Um, And so the kids are like, but we're scared. We don't want to. We're scared. And it's like, well, it's scary. You're there. <laughs> so they, they run out of the house and they're screaming down the, the road. And that's when Dr. Lumen hears them. Oh
1: yeah. And he knows which house. And it he's is like, oh platform. shit,
0: that's where they're. That's where he is.
1: Yeah. So they're, and they're
0: like yelling the boogeyman.
1: <laughs> so then he gets up and starts attacking, um, Lori again. And she starts to pull off his mask. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit, she's pulling off my mask. So he reaches up to pull it down. And then that's when Dr. Loomis comes in and shoots at him, right?
0: I don't remember her pulling out his mask.
1: Yeah. he, his, She pulls off his mask and then he reaches up to pull his mask back down. You see his face briefly, mm. right? Um, and what I like about that is like you see he's he's just a normal person underneath the mask. Mm-hmm. It's not like Freddy Krueger with the burns yeah. or um, Jason Voorhees who's like disfigured. Or whatever. He's just like a regular looking dude. Yeah. But he he just likes to have his face covered for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And um so Loomis shoots at him and then he runs upstairs at him and shoots him some more until he falls out the balcony of the of the house. Right.
0: And then he leans over and he sees Michael laid out and he's like, he's finally fucking dead. Yeah. And she was like, Is he the boogeyman? And he goes, Yes.
1: I believe it was. I believe it was. I believe it was the boogeyman.
0: <laughs> um, and then he looks back over the balcony
1: and he's not there.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. So that it ends abruptly, which yeah. is perfect. It's It's got a real scary like- ending and you're like. He's With, out there. Yeah,
0: he's somewhere.
1: Yeah. And this That's is, what's
0: so fitting to like have a second movie. Like it was placed really well to like have a second movie.
1: Yeah, it was, but also if there was never another movie made, it would still be good.
0: Yeah. Because like also thinking like, oh, he's still there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe he's at your house. <laughs> and you're babysitting but
1: also the loomis has been calling like pure evil this whole time yeah. so you're like well can pure evil be killed or whatever
0: and he goes no it yeah can't. <laughs>
1: it'll it, it shan't be killed <laughs> it lets your your mind run wild mm-hmm. uh so it's a nice abrupt ending it's scary it goes out on a real dissonant tone which i love uh and that's the movie yeah so Aaron, i gotta get I got to know, what is your no bullshit assessment of Halloween 1978?
0: So, if you have never seen Halloween, I highly suggest you do. Um, It is, I mean, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's a really great slasher. Um, I feel like, especially if you're going to watch a slasher movie, don't watch a newer slasher movie. There's a lot of newer slashers that are just, ugh, boring and... Not good. Like you see the origin of some like because this was like one of the first like big slasher movies. Right. Um, like right next to like Psycho. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great movie to see if you haven't seen it. Um even if you have seen it, like it's a fun little it's not super duper scary. So if you're like really skittish. Or like don't like scary movies. It's not that scary. So anybody could watch it and enjoy the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to look up something. Okay. So um, my favorite Psycho Slasher is Jason Voorhees. I grew up with those movies. I love them.
0: Friday the 13th. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and then there's always been like a debate about who was the first Psycho Slasher. I know it wasn't Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. He's just my favorite. But a lot of people say Psycho is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, psycho is a, a groundbreaking film. Uh, it changed horror movies. But only, what, one person dies in that movie? Janet Leigh gets killed. And then I think that's it. I haven't seen it in a long time. I mean, his
0: mom is dead, but it's just creepy.
1: It is creepy. It's a great movie. I love it. Yeah. But, and it was also in the 60s, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a long time ago. And then you flash forward to um, 1974, and you've got Leatherface, Texas Mm -hmm. Chainsaw Massacre. Super scary movie, way ahead of its time. Creepy as all fuck, but that's it that movie comes out and then there's not another one for like 10 years or something like that. And the second one doesn't even come close to living up to the first. And then people talk about a movie called black Christmas and I never seen it, but it also came out in 1974, but it's about a bunch of women in a house who are being stalked by a killer. Mm -hmm. Right. And some people say it starts there. But I don't think that movie has a high body count and no one talks about that movie anymore. Mm -hmm. People talk about Psycho. People talk about Leatherface. Um, I've never heard of Black Christmas. Yeah. Most people haven't. Unless you're like, if you're interested in the horror genre, you probably know about it or seen it. But um, then in 1978, we have Halloween comes out and it's a huge hit. A huge, huge hit. And it makes a ton of money. And Friday the 13th is Sean Cunningham saw Halloween and he's like, I'm going to make my own version of Halloween Mm -hmm. because he's an, he's trying to get, you know, he's, he's an independent filmmaker. He's trying to get his name out there. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to make my own Halloween movie, but it's going to take place at camp. Mm -hmm. And instead of like a psychotic killer, it's going to be somebody's mom who's pissed off at the kid drown. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's a movie where a lot of people are getting stabbed to death, hacked to death with axes and stuff. It's got high body count. Um, that is a direct reaction to Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween 2 comes out. And then Halloween 3 comes out. And it's not even about Michael Myers. And people are pissed. So they have to go back to making movies about Michael Myers then Freddy Krueger comes out and there's a bunch of Freddy Krueger movies and then they start making Leatherface movies again and then the psycho slasher thing goes away for a little while and then it comes back with Scream. Mm-hmm. Like that all we got all of that because of Halloween 1978 and yeah. John Carpenter. Not because of Black Christmas, not because of Psycho or uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Even though all those movies are good. Mm-hmm. For me the the run of psycho slashers of the 80s starts in with halloween yeah and that's why this movie is so important to me as a horror fan lover
0: yes so watch it yeah so watch it <laughs> <laughs> i i would suggest if people say oh i haven't seen halloween i'd say you should watch it yes it's a good it's a good movie i mean there's i mean there's always flaws with some with a lot of horror movies but i mean it's it's cuz it's it's raw <laughs> no it's I think it's because, like you said um what was what was um what were the those movies that you called um exploitation exploitation films, yeah, so it's similar to that, so like there's gonna be some flaws with it, but the point of it is kill as many people as you fucking can,
1: yeah Which I this
0: one this one does a pretty good job, I mean, we see one two three four five people die yeah it's a pretty good a pretty good amount
1: <laughs> yeah and uh it, it's got that like independent spirit like we're gonna make something great even though we don't have the money right? yeah like you could tell everybody was wanted to do their best mm-hmm. to make this movie and they were trying really hard to make something good and they did
0: Hmm. so yeah yeah um, our last thing that we're gonna do today is we're gonna play a game. Joey, what game is that?
1: We are gonna play Fuck Mary Kill Halloween Edition. <laughs> so there's been a lot of Halloween movies, and as such, different people have played different ple- people,
0: different people,
1: people, different people. They played different Doctor Plumesses.
0: Oh my gosh, so we're just doing Dr. Loomis?
1: Yes. So, we're going to do all three people who have played Dr. Loomis. There's only three? There's only three. Okay. Dr. Pleasant. I mean, Dr. Pleasance. Donald <laughs> Pleasants played him in like five movies oh, okay. or something like that. Uh, he was in it a lot. And then the other two only played him once. But it, we are going to do Fuck, Mary Kill, uh, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis. Andy McDowell as Doctor Loomis, and this guy Ranbir Satane. He looks psychotic <laughs> himself. I don't want to spoil it, but he he they go a completely different direction with okay. Doctor Loomis in that movie. So who's it going to be? We got mustache guy. We got uh, mustache beard, and beard beard guy Caligula. <laughs> He was Caligula, and that would be. And then we got Donald respected uh, British actor, Donald Plessis. Goatee.
0: Um, well, I've never seen the other Dr. Loomis's, so I don't know how they act. So just based off of looks. Yeah. Can I see the second guy? Okay, I think I'm gonna marry him because. Well, I don't know though. This is
1: Malcolm McDowell. I think I said Andy McDowell a minute ago. I meant to say Malcolm McDowell.
0: Of all of the Dr. Lumens, he looks the most attractive <laughs> compared. Uh-huh. Um I mean, I'm not into like old guys. But I mean maybe I will be when I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> but like as of now, I I would he I would say he's the most zaddy of them all.
1: All right. Yeah, he's got kind of like a silver fox. Look. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like a white fox. Uh-huh. He's like full white. Yeah. Um can I see the first and third guy? Okay, I am going to Donald f-
1: Pleasant. Fuck
0: Donald Pleasant. <laughs> and then I'm going to kill that other guy cuz he looks super fucking scary. Yeah. And creepy.
1: Yeah, from the 2018 uh reboot. Yeah, are there any other photos of him? Um, I don't know.
0: Well, what are these?
1: Well, they're all the pretty much the same. Look at that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a stick to that. I'm going okay. to kill him.
1: Yeah. Maybe next time I'll do FMK with people that you actually know.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. okay.
1: Well, anyway, that's been... Uh, Who how would we-
0: you fuck, marry, or kill?
1: Oh, boy. uh
0: of these three,
1: okay. Well, let me see. Uh, Donald Pleasance is crazy in this one. He's just constantly running around screaming how evil Michael Myers is. He's,
0: but he's trying to do it for the best reasons.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, well, you know, you don't want to be married to someone who's just always talking about work. You mm-hmm. know. So I'm gonna go ahead and hey, is just, that a poke at me? I'm, uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't talk about work all the time. <laughs> Uh, you you're at work all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's. What it is. Um, but uh, I don't care because you're bringing home the bacon. Uh, but uh, you Bread know winner. that you the the person who's obsessed with work or whatever, you have the one night stand with him, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, Malcolm McDowell was Caligula in another movie.
0: I don't know who that is. He
1: was like some ruler, and like it's kind of like a a soft of infamous soft core kind of exploitation movie. Mm. So there's a lot of sex. Like, so that guy gets it on. Oh, um, <laughs> but he actually, in this movie, he's nice. Okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to say marry him. He's got a good career going as a child psychologist. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of the movie, he shows up with like long hair and like round glasses. Like he's a hippie. Yeah. Right there. Um, and then this new one, he just scares the shit out of me. So the 2018 guy. So we'll kill him.
0: Okay, so we're the same.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good good one. All right. So that's gonna do it um, for us. Uh, if you want to write into us and tell us what how you feel about Halloween nineteen seventy eight mm-hmm. and if it's important to you or you think it's terrible, or whatever. Uh, it's Joey and Aaron Pod at gmail.com.
0: Um, and also if you have not listened to coming out the closet, wait, that's not what it's called. We're coming out. We're
1: coming out. Um,
0: my brother has a podcast where he, um, interviews LGBTQIA plus, whether they're in the closet or out their stories. Um, so if you want to hear about that, you can find them on Spotify and most other uh, streaming platforms.
1: Yeah, and they're having fun over at that show. It seems. Yeah,
0: like. they they it seems are like having, having fun. a good
1: time. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link to that in the uh, episode description if you want to check that yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, we are going to continue doing Halloween movies because Woo! it's the Halloween time of year. Aaron.
0: Yes, we are. We're doing a Halloween's movies. Yeah. So. so next week.
1: Next week we're going we're to be... do.
0: Another Halloween movie.
1: We're gonna do Halloween from two thousand seven. <gasps> Ooh, ah, isn't
0: that the Rob Zombie one? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the Rob Zombie. I hate one. Rob Zombie. I do too.
0: So, so um, this is
1: gonna be a rough watch for us.
0: Well, it might be really fun because we're gonna obliterate it.
1: <laughs> oh, we're gonna be taking notes on.
0: It. <laughs> we we're gonna take have... so many notes.
1: Yeah, we might have to pause it a few times to clown on it. Um, yeah, I I saw it in the theater with some friends of mine. Mm. and uh, we walked out pretty upset.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I'm excited. But that's all I'm going to say about it. Right
0: I'm now. excited now.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week. This has been You, you Haven't, Haven't Seen, seen it? it. See you.